Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success when you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. You will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. R. Spear. R. Spear. Welcome, everyone, to another episode on our Daily Creep Podcast Show. And today we have Noemi Bress, and she is the co-founder of Podcast Connections Podcast Booking Agency. She helps entrepreneurs and business owners share their knowledge and connect them to quality podcast shows. In addition, Noemi is dedicated to helping experts grow their business with interviews. She started to work in the online marketing field back in 2007, and Noemi has a master's degree in Danish literature and language. She is a linguist, content creator, and master organizer. So welcome, Noemi. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. Appreciate you coming on here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jerry. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, no, the pleasure is all mine. And the one big question that I always ask everyone when they first get on here is, what are you doing to make an impact in the world today? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it started uh, some time ago. <laughs> and um, yeah, our story was like, as you mentioned, I got master's degree in Scandinavian languages and was back in Hungary because I'm originally from Central Europe. And uh, yeah, it was great to get my master's degree, but nobody wanted me to hire there back then in the, you know, in the early 2000. And um, so we decided, I got uh, married very young. I was 19, my husband was 23. So we were young and free and everything. So we decided to move to Ireland because you get, you can earn money there (laughs) better with like your master's degree. You couldn't do anything in Hungary. So we packed up our two suitcases and moved to Ireland. And we loved living there, but I was working in a call center. It was a call center job. And, you know, it's not your dream job that you can imagine yourself. And I knew that with my qualification and with my determination, I can be better than that. It was a great place with nice people and good work environment. But I just knew I'm not destined to do a call center job for my entire life. So in 2007, I made up my mind and I told my husband, okay, enough is enough. Uh, I'm fed up with my call center job and I want to be my own boss. I want to be an entrepreneur. And uh, that's how it started in 2007. I just, yeah, uh, took the big leap and started our own business. It was an online travel. It, It is and it was an online travel related business that we worked together with my husband for many, many, many years. So I have experienced content creation and blog writing and all kinds of stuff, which I really enjoyed and I love traveling. But then in 2020, uh, when COVID hit, the online travel industry basically collapsed from one day to another. We were told here in Cyprus that it's going to be two weeks and everything's going to be fine. And, you know, everybody's going to take the planes and do stuff and travel again. But uh, we just felt it, it that's not going to happen. So... My husband had a mentor from Ireland and uh, he told us, you know, podcasting is the future and there are so many podcasts out there, like two and a half millions out there. So you should really start something in podcasting. And yeah, so we took the big leap again and we started setting up our podcast agency, which was new for us, but it sounded really exciting. And it's we started to build up our network uh, with podcast hosts from all over the world, mainly from US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. 
And, you know, we're just flying right now. So we, we're working in the podcast industry for two years, more than two years now. Uh, yeah, we started in April 2020. So we celebrated our two years anniversary in April. And since then, we just enjoy what we're doing. And we enjoy help people, help entrepreneurs and share their knowledge all over the world. Our clients are mainly from the US, Canada, and we just, it's so exciting to work with them because we are sitting in this tiny Mediterranean island in Cyprus, and we are connected with all these interesting and cool people from all around the world, and we connect them in the US so, and other places. So yes, but the most important thing that I think we make a difference in the world that we help people to share their knowledge. We help to get them together and make connections and make uh, friendships and make business and yeah that's what we do very cool now there there's always a story behind everything that we, what we do so there's a story that leads us to where we're at and i really want to dive in a little bit more into your call center days because there's something that you did when you were in the call center that you saw that was working that wasn't working that showed you that you wanted to do it better so one thing i want you to start hitting on and kind of explain a little bit is like what did working in a call center teach you and what did you want to improve and make better from that experience? It taught me how to deal with people. I mean, you know, you got these loads of calls from different countries. I was working with Danish and Swedish clients in Ireland, so I could practice the language and it was so, yeah, it, it was interesting to do that. And I was working with Irish and British clients. And obviously you learned patience a lot because you need when you work in a call center because people can be... <laughs> Very frustrating when they are on the phone with you. Not the Scandinavian clients, but the British clients more, I would say. And yeah. definitely patience. It, it was a big thing that I learned from my call center years. But what I didn't like, it's about all these endless meetings with, with, the, with the team. And we just talked and talked about stuff that we... So we no purpose. Add. You should do me on no purpose. Yeah. Exactly. There's so many purposeless meetings. And then we talked about stuff that we have to improve for the next year, for the next busy season and never happened. And it just made more work for the call center workers. And it was really, really frustrating. And you went to your leader, your, you know, your call center manager, and he didn't really help you and he didn't really understand you. So I learned a lot about leadership that this is not the way that it has to be done. And you have to stand up for your people and you have to represent them. You have to help them have to appreciate them and that didn't happen and you know when i when i said to them okay um you know when i you asked for a raise you never got it because you shouldn't and whatever reasons they give to you but then when i told them okay i'm leaving i'm just fed up and it's okay but we give you more money i don't need more money now um, you know i just i wasn't appreciated what i did so i'm just fed up and and i knew you know deep inside that I'm not going to follow this path. I just, mm. I have to be my own boss because I don't like working for other people. I'm, I'm a kind of an entrepreneur <laughs> type chick. So yeah, yeah, I needed to get out of there. Yeah. Well, you, you said something very interesting and from a, an employee standpoint and uh, even, even from an entrepreneur standpoint, so many people work so hard on making goals. And I think goals really helps keep people, one, it's accountable, but two, it fires people up to want to be able to think about the future and what is possible and where they're going to go. But the issue that happens when most people set goals, just like New Year's resolutions, is they never get done. So I can see from your standpoint, it's like, okay, when you are when you're having a meeting, 
and you're you're inspiring your team. You're getting them fired up, ready to get going, and you're setting these huge goals like, hey, this is what's going to be accomplished. This is what you guys can do. But if there's no action being taken on it, they're just empty promises when you do. So from your standpoint, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it just kind of made you feel undervalued and it made you feel like that nothing was ever going to be happening within the company, which showed lack of leadership. I'm exactly. is, that, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, absolutely. so that's correct. 100%. Yeah. So from a leadership standpoint, you know, there's something powerful about being able to empower the people that are on your team. And when you don't, when you're not empowering those that are on your team to be able to do what they do best, then why would you even have them in the first place? So like uh, recently, I'm part of a mastermind group and we we did it at the Ritz Carlton in St. Louis recently. And my my mentor and coach, it was, uh, it was really cool. He's very strategic about where he does masterminds for uh, in our events for a reason, because there's always a teaching lesson. And he did it at the Ritz Carlton because of this specific topic that you're talking about. And it was showing like the leadership uh, capabilities and what the, in the training program, the things that they do at the Ritz to help take care of their employees and stuff and, and uh, their team. And one thing that they, that they do that I thought was very interesting is they give their employees the power to make decisions on their own. And they give them, I think it's like up to $2,000 or $2,500 for anything that they want to be able to do with any client or a person that comes through those doors. Like, hey, you have the decision to spend $2,000 or $2,500, whatever it is, to make sure you take care of their clients. And there's that sense of empowerment and the leadership. So my question for you is, when you were going through that experience and you were feeling undervalued, lack of leadership, no sense of direction with it, what did you do within your business to help make the changes that you're implementing today from that experience? I knew that I definitely will change everything that that I learned there because that's not working. And you have to like, we have uh, people that we work with, uh, assistants we work with, and we, I, you know, I always appreciate what they do because that's so important to tell them that you're doing a great job and you never get that. I never got that. And okay, we sometimes we had incentives and you had like chocolate and wine and stuff, but that's not at all about it. They just have to come to you and tell you, it's like, no, Amy, you're doing a great job and I appreciate you. And that's what you know, we were lacking. And I knew that if I have to be the boss in my, uh, you know, in my company, I'm definitely going to be change this because people needs to be, te- needs to be told to be appreciated. It's yeah. just so important. It, it helps them to achieve like bigger goals and have, have them to push them and push myself as well together with them. That, that's, that's the goal. And that's so important. We work with people, we, we humans, we just need to, uh, react with each other like other humans being human beings and appreciate each other and what we do. Yeah. I mean, I always, the message I always tell everyone on my show and in my clients and stuff is the one thing that people value most in life is their own personal name and themselves. And so people want to feel valued. They want to feel of worth. So the more you could do that and empower them, they're just going to excel and do better. Let's move on to talk about your podcasting. Cause you made a comment saying that podcasting is the future. So for you, why would you say that podcasting is the future and how has it impacted you and your business and your clients? As like COVID hit and people were closed off and all these lockdowns and everything, especially here in Cyprus as well, we felt that you are not so connected to the world anymore because everything was just shut down. And 
The only thing that you could do, like watch TV, listen to radio or anything, I don't like any of them because I don't like watching news. So what else should you do? You should just listen to podcasts. And you can choose actually the genre, the style, the type of podcast you're looking, you, are, you want to listen to. So obviously, I won't listen to like political podcasts or or podcasts that not interest me and or about cars or stuff. So, but you can always choose your own niche that you want yeah. to dive into. And that's so cool because you just, you just focus on things and topics that interest you. And I think that's the, the best thing about podcasting that uh, you can just find your niche and find your topics that interest you most in life. And you don't have to care with the rest. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's important. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I agree because like podcasting definitely brings you in and gives you a different perspective. And it's more real news versus going out there and just listening to whatever people want to say to influence you in a certain way. So, and, and you get to choose your genre. So how has podcasting influenced your business personally? I mean, you mean podcast guesting or? Yeah, podcasting. I mean, by you doing a podcast, how has that had impacted your business? Uh, I mean, we do podcast guesting, but we haven't started our own podcast yet. Maybe okay. that's, you know, for the future. But I always tell to, to my clients and to people when I talk to that, it's always easier to do podcast guesting before you start your own podcast. Because, I mean, doing like setting up a podcast and running the podcast, as you know yourself, it's a lot of, you know, it's, it's a hell of a job. And you have to work a lot and it costs you a lot of energy, money and everything. So if you want to experiment with podcasting, maybe the best way to start with just to start with podcast guesting and you can, you can do it easier because there's a lot of podcasts out there that they're interested in having you and talk about the topics that's important for you and for them. But uh, I mean, that's my advice always to my clients and, you know, to small business owners as well. Just like do podcast guesting, try to get in touch with hosts and they are human. You can talk to them. You can get in touch with them on LinkedIn and just say that say hello to them and, you know, just start a conversation. And they are, they are happy to have you on if you have something to tell you, if you want to share your story, your genuine story, and you want to talk about uh, very like valuable stuff, helpful stuff for, for the audience, they will accept you. Although they, I know that many podcasts are very busy with guests and like, you know, <laughs> a lot of stuff going in the world, but still they're happy to have you on and just start doing podcast guesting. And maybe in the future, you can start to set up your own podcast when you have experience enough with guesting as well. No, that, that's a really good point. And uh, because so many people think that when, in order to tap into the podcasting world, they have to be able to have their own podcast and they don't think about the idea of being a guest in other people's shows. Now I love running my own podcast because I love being in control of my show and it allows me to be able to interact with the people that I want to connect with, which for me, that's a powerful way for growing my network and connecting with the people that I might not have done because now I'm giving people a platform to be able to speak their voice and what they do and, and, uh, and helping leverage their networks as well. So for, for you, when it comes to guesting on other people's podcasts, how would you go, how would you instruct or uh, speak to someone on getting started with becoming a guest on someone's podcast? I mean, you know, first of all, it's important to, uh, you have to do your research and you just listen to a couple of episodes of that podcast because some people, they just, you know, send their applications and they don't even know what the podcast is all about. And when they end up on the show, they don't even know what they want to talk about. They just have to do your research, listen to a couple of episodes, two, three episodes. So you have a clear 
a clearer picture what it's all about. And, you know, it's respect for the host as well. Yeah, I mean, you need to do that. And um, once you've done your research, um, try to, you know, get in touch with the host and lead with what you and start a relationship with the host. And once you have that, and then you once you reach out to them, you can obviously follow up with a couple of emails because I know people are busy and they don't always have time to reply your emails, but they not, they, it doesn't mean that they're not in, interested in you, but they're just busy. So just um, our trip is, tip is just to follow up like two, three times and that's fine. So you're not like a stalker or something like that, <laughs> that you are bothering them with your emails. And when you, when you write to them, be unique and have a unique podcast pitch. Uh, I don't like the word pitch, but obviously we use like sales pitch, podcast pitch. So you just have to make that uh, a bit outstanding, a bit unique and have to tell them why you're unique and why you're important to be on that show and what value can you bring to that show? Because that's so important. It's not all about us who's doing podcast getting, but about the people, your audience who, is, who are you know listening to you. Uh, what, what can I give? How can I help them? And what value can I bring to their life and to their business? It's just so important. So don't forget to tell them about that. So what value can you bring? Um, yeah, and that's, I think that's the most important thing. And plus, always tell your story, even to the host, even in a nutshell, because you can stand out with your story and you know, not, not just uh, another agent because there are a lot of in the market, but yeah, yeah, it's important. Yeah, you bring up some uh, an interesting fact because I think a lot of people, when they go on people's shows, and, and honestly, I had someone... Uh, do this to me as a guest and I and she's probably one of maybe two podcasts out of hundreds of interviews that I never even aired on my show because when she got on my show it was all about her her book and what she did and it, it gave zero value to my audience and so when so when I brought her on all she did every time I asked a question was like oh it's in my book you can go check it out there oh why don't you check out my book it's in here oh you can order my book on Amazon it's right there I'm like no just tell us what it is and stop trying to refer us to sell your your book like I understand okay. that you want to be able to get more sales and you want to be able to do that but if you're not going to show up and give value to my audience and and, and uh you know that people can walk away by listening to you and you're just constantly referring them back to your book no one's going to want to listen to you and it was so hard to like try to get her off my off my show and uh, with the interview because I was like pulling teeth just trying to say hey you know so tell us a little bit more about this strategy oh wait you can go learn it in my book don't tell me about what's in your book. Tell me right now so that the listeners can actually gain from it. So the fact that you're talking about saying, what can you do to bring value to the host audience is so important because it's not just about you. If it's a good host, the host is going to do what they can to help elevate you. That's why they're there. They want to help elevate you, make it about you, make you look good and you know bring some value for you as well. But it should be a give and take. So when you get on there, you, it's a privilege and honor to be able to be a guest on anyone's show because the, they're giving you that space, that opportunity that could be a given to someone else. But when you do that, you got to make sure that you're going there with the, to serve their audience and bring, bring the best value that you can. So I love the fact that you mentioned that because I feel like it's missed from so many different people, especially when they are guests on other people's shows. And then you're going to miss opportunities where people aren't going to want to bring you a guest on their show. But if you show up saying, hey, what can I do to bring value to your community? that's going to change the entire conversation and they're going to be, they're going to be more willing to give you a lot more than what they would have. So that's such a, such good points that you have uh, just shared with that. So when you, when you're talking about like a, uh, you know, what I, I call your one pager, your one talk you, and give value on that. Um, what is your recommendation for someone coming to be a guest 
from their standpoint. So uh, like, do you recommend that they come with like a lead magnet, uh, have a giveaway or uh, what, what are some suggestions that you give your clients when it comes to being a guest on someone's show? It's always important to have like a CTA. So it's, it's like a call to action is important so that the host can include for example, in, in the show notes, and which can be, I think it's a good thing to have freebies because people love freebies. It doesn't matter what it is. You can always, you know, give them something like even, you know, I, I don't have one, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I should, <laughs> but uh, most of my clients, they do have uh, freebies and, you know, just you create a link. You can even create like a unique link for the specific show. I, many of my clients do that. And they have a unique link for the specific show, like for your, for the Daily Creed, and uh, that people can sign up for stuff and they get freebie. And yeah, it's, it's a win-win situation because you can get in touch with them and tell more about you if they're interested. Uh, plus they get something in, in exchange, like some you know important information. They can do quizzes or they can have a downloadable uh, leaflet or anything that can help their business to grow. And I think it's it's also important. So once you do podcast testing, just take your time and to do to, to offer some freebie. I'm not a big fan of discovery calls because some people just has a like a link for a discovery call. But this is you know you don't want like overload people with your discovery calls and sales calls. Not even discovery call. I would say sales call. I, so just give something to them because like giving is always like be like a bit more a go giver than a go getter. That's, that's my point of view. I was always like that and it, it didn't matter. So I wasn't, I wasn't a go-getter in my life, but I was a go-giver and that helped me a lot because I give a lot to people and I get a lot in exchange. And that's why it's important to give some stuff free and it's a win-win situation. Everyone's happy. Yeah. I always say in order to get, to receive some love, you got to give love first. I mean, it's like that giver's gain mentality. So you got to be able to do that. So what are some do's and don'ts when it comes to being a guest on someone's show? As you mentioned, the biggest don't is self-promotion is fine. And there's always space in every show to do a kind of self-promotion, usually at the end of the show. The host always will tell you, okay, now you can tell you about your business and what you do and how they can find you, but don't overdo it. It's, you know, just try to be <laughs> appreciative and try to uh, listen to the host and just don't overdo it. That's one great thing that you mentioned before. And um, the biggest do, I think, uh, do your research and do what you want to talk about because it's just so bad when when you when you don't know what the podcast is all about. And I heard that from from other podcast hosts. It's like some guests just appeared on the host. It's like, okay, so what's this podcast? What do I have to talk about? It's like, who are you? It's like, come on, I mean, do your research at least. You know, check out the hosts. Like web yeah, page I, I, I get people. Page I get I get people something. like that. Yeah, I get people that get on here. It's like, so what do you want to talk about today? I was like, well, you're you're on my show, so let, why don't you tell me? And then so exactly. I, it definitely it definitely throws me off, and I'm like, well, why are you here today if you don't even know what you want to talk about? So exactly, but, and the other thing is, it's really important to 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 be prepared. It yeah. just don't don't fake it and don't just thing that you can talk about anything and everything and be prepared for every single show as if it was your first one because after a while okay you can you can swing it and okay I can do it because I've done like 100 shows but like respect the show respect the host and do a bit of research before you you start you sit down with her or him or whatever and just yeah do your 
a bit of work and invest a bit of time. Maybe that's half an hour before the show. I, I do that every day, like during the day when I'm, I'm getting ready for a show. Just, you know, I respect the show. I respect the host. So I do my homework about the show, about the host. And uh, it's always good to know people before I start to talk with them. And it, it gives a different relationship when you are on camera and when you start talking with them. I think it's important. Yeah. Cool. You gave a ton of really good insights when for like some do's and don'ts, some having a call to action, respecting the host, doing your research and making sure you're following through. So those are some amazing tips that every single listener needs to, to take and grab before they become a guest on someone else's show or someone wants to be a guest on someone's show to be able to follow through and do and follow some of these uh, checkpoints that you're giving. The qu big question that I ask everyone when they get on our show is like, what is their daily creed? Meaning what is the one thing that you are most committed to, that you're going to be resilient, even through the most difficult times, showing up every day, giving your best and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. So I want to ask you the same thing. What is your creed? I think it's right. As you mentioned, resilience, consistency, persistency. That's my, my, that's my creed for sure in life. And my motto is just keep going. And I had like a lot of times I had to get up uh, and start our business from scratch it happened like two times in my life and I had kind of personal strategies, uh, uh, strategies in my life because I lost my dad like three years ago. I lost my grandma and everything. So it was a lot of stuff going on. I had always had to get up because I had my family, I had my business. I had to keep going. So that was my motto and that's my creed. Just keep going, be persistent and consistent and that will give you a result wherever yeah. you are in the world or whatever you do. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear about your family members. I mean, that's never, never easy when I release someone that's close. Um, and, I, and I love your creed. I mean, the resiliency and consistency and persistency, that's definitely something that all of us need to follow. And uh, the, the big thing that you said was, you know, you, you've fallen down a couple of different times, but you just kept going. And there, there's no turning back. It's like only forward. And that, that's all we can do. You can either, you have two choices in life. It's either you choose to do or you choose to don't. Which one are you going to do? And, you know, the people that's, that don't want to do it, well, take the easy road, go go get a W-9 or do whatever. But most of us, especially if you have, if you're have an entrepreneur spirit is like, we, we just don't settle. It's like, hey, you know what? Failure is not an option. If this doesn't work out, I'll find something else that does. And so making the choice to keep going is definitely huge. Is there any other last minute things that you would like to leave the audience when it comes to growing their business, being a guest on podcast, or just a way to connect with you? Yeah, I mean, once you get on podcast, it's it's like a different world opens up to you because it's not only you're getting there, getting your name out there, but you're creating evergreen content that whenever and wherever you do a Google research in, in the future, people will find you because you create evergreen content, you network with people, you reach a highly engaged audience, you build authority, you generate leads. So it's a great thing, but it's not going to happen overnight because many people think that, okay, I do podcast testing. I try with one, one show and okay, I'm going to be famous and people are going to buy my services and buy my stuff. It, that's not going to happen. That's a long-term strategy. It's like, it's like a Facebook ad that you put a Facebook ad out there and okay, that's everyone's going to buy from it. No, that's going to, you know, it takes years and months until you get like a certain result that you want. It's the same with podcast guesting. It's a long-term yeah. marketing strategy. Nothing's going to happen overnight. And the other important thing that you should know before you do podcast guesting that 
um, don't just focus on these big celebrity shows because when people listen to these shows, they're not entirely interested in you, but interested in Tony Robbins and Amy Porterfield and not definitely Noemi, who is on the show or wish to be on the show. So that's why it's always important to focus on like middle-sized, smaller podcasts as long as it's your niche because your people, your audience is there and they're going to listen to you and they're going to uh, benefit from the information you share with them and the knowledge you share with them. So just focus on your niche and don't, I, I never really cared about how many episodes a podcast have and it doesn't really matter. I know some people do, but that doesn't really matter as long as it's a valuable podcast, gives value to people and help people to thrive. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, always just trying to go after the people that have like, like the Tony Robbins and, uh, and Dean Graciosi and all these other people, you know, yes, that would be an honor to be able to get on there for some brand recognition and things like that. But, you know, the focus ends up being more on them than it's you. So trying to get, trying to do some of the middle size to lower tier definitely can help you elevate your brand and you and get you out there a little bit more. Very good advice. Um, so what is the best way for someone to get in touch with you? The best way is to uh, check our uh, check out our website, which is podcastconnections.co. Or you can always reach me on LinkedIn. It's Noemi Beres. It's not a lot of out there with the same name, a couple of them. But you will find me because the microphone and the podcast connection sign is there. So yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's the best way. I love to be on LinkedIn. I love networking on LinkedIn. So you can always find me there. Very good. And we'll definitely be making sure that we post all your, your website, your connections, and our contact information in the show notes so that people can just go on there click on it and, re- and revert back to the, the show to be able to get in touch with you. So thank you so much, uh, Naomi, for being a guest on our show. This was definitely an honor and a pleasure. And you gave a lot of really good tips for the listeners to gain uh, some opportunities to help them grow uh, on the podcast. And we, uh, we appreciate your time. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, JR. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Well, until next time, simplify. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with JR Spear. If you want to get more leads and grow your business, head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today. That's fitprofunnels.com. And to connect with JR online, check him out on Facebook at jr.spear.3. Or feel free to join the Facebook group at Fit Pro Funnels. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear.